Welcome to The Power Show, the number one podcast that provides people from all walks of life the platform to share their story. Now guys, thank you for the reviews which have been coming through like wildfire. It's, uh, it's really great to see that this show is getting out there and, and inspiring many of you guys to become the hero of your story rather than remain the victim, which is what we're all about. So guys, if you still haven't left a review, then please keep them coming in so this show can reach even more people consistently. Now, today we have Tariq Clark joining us. Uh, and what an awesome guy and so down to earth as well. He's from New York and has a background in filmmaking, which is actually one of the main reasons I wanted to get him onto this show because we have a very similar background in that respect. Um, and also heavily influenced by hip hop, he's also a lyricist and performs under the alias Beck, which stands for Void of Endless Knowledge. And we actually get him to spit a couple of bars for us on this show, which I can't wait for you guys to hear. And uh, battling suppressed joint disease, Tariq also takes us through his uphill battle in not only his personal life, but also his business life as well. So without further ado, guys, let's jump straight in. I guess 2009 is probably a pivotal point in my life. So I'm about 15 at the time. Um, I'm in high school, um, second year in high school, because um, I go to this private school in uh, Roanoke, Virginia, Community High. And um, it's my second year there. And before I even went to that high school, um, just to kind of go back a little bit, I had basically not that many friends at all in fact i was homeschooled for about uh three years or so two or three years or so um i went to a regular public school for from uh first grade to uh fourth grade and then i was homeschooled in between so basically i haven't seen people for a while and even though it was nice that i kind of got to work anywhere i wanted which is you know um finally like my natural strength of where i'm most productive I wasn't that much of a people person. So my social skills weren't that good at all. So really like the only thing I knew was like hip hop and anime. <laughs> like yeah. that was my thing, you know? Um, well, I was just an, I was an overall like music head, like overall, but I think hip hop is the one I really dove like deeply into. And so um, that sort of just like formed like who I was. And then of course I was watching like a lot of anime, like, I got inspired by just some of like the storytelling aspects, but just like, you know, the characters and all that. And that's all relevant because, um, you know, 2009, I'm trying to figure out, you know, like um, what I really want to do with my life, even though I'm only like 15. Mm. And um, I ended up, it was, and I say this year is important is because this is the year in which I did a lot of experimenting or just a lot of things, you know, from anything from just like, you know, um starting to like animate like my own video game based off a story i've been developing since i'm 11 and still developing today and um you know joining a film production class and that's how i got into uh filmmaking that's how i uh you know got got uh, into it and you know knowing that that was sort of like the foundation for for uh you know the anime stuff i was sort of like interested in and so I joined that and I was really intrigued by like, even though it was live action stuff, I was really intrigued about how much work went into creating that thing that we all see that appears seamless on the big screen. And I was just like, 
you mean to tell me that there's all this planning with like, you know, with like the writing, developing the characters and making sure like the light and all that's correct and making sure that the camera's moving from this place to that place and like the audio and, you know, you can't, you know, like if you have a film with bad audio, it basically, basically like breaks the film, like stuff like that and learn, like I'm getting like these like new terminology, like stuff in my vocabulary, like depth of field, you know, like um, stuff like that. Uh, meet me on sin, like it goes on and on. And I was really intrigued by that. And, you know, it actually, whenever I left the class, like I really just got inspired. Like I go home and I just start like screenwriting. I'd pull up Celtics and I'm just start writing away. And, you know, and even though they weren't really like that great, <laughs> I just, um, I figured it was the way to go as far as, um, you know, taking that, you know, we all get motivated at some point and sometimes you don't do anything with it. So yeah. I kind of took that energy and I like, channeled it and obviously it was nothing i could shoot there at the school because my ideas was like so like over the top like you had like people battling with like you know flaming samurai swords and electric powers and stuff like that so out of like a small art school out of roanoke virginia there's not really too much i can do with that idea <laughs> i kind of had to scale it down so and um so as far as like the film stuff, that's kind of how I got started. And I, and of course I'm into history. So history of film, you know, learning about like, you know, George Melies, Edwin S. Porter, Alfred Hitchcock, uh, yeah. D.W. Griffith, you know, and I don't, you know, I'm pretty sure you've heard some of these names, of course. Yeah. Cause yeah, <laughs> we're both students of film in a way. And, yeah. you know, I've learned, yeah, I've learned all these names and, you know, been fascinated about learning about you know going back to see who influenced who yada da da keep going back so i did that and then you know from like the film side of stuff um yeah that's uh pretty much how i got started there and then in that same year um the music stuff it was interesting because you know they're kind of connected in a way because i st i taught myself editing by cutting anime clips to uh hip-hop tracks like that's how i got started just in kind of both of those worlds meshing both of them together that's interesting and yeah yeah so um it started off with clips you know i used to watch a uh, anime like shaman king so i started with like shaman king characters and a little bit of naruto characters uh used a lot of bleach characters and cut to like wu-tang clan i, I love wu-tang so much uh Riza is actually a huge, has a huge impact on uh, my, uh, on myself just as a creative. Cause the fact that he um, takes um, these sounds from like, you know, a cinematic universe and puts it in the auditory universe. You can like, when you hear it auditory, like you feel like you're there. Yeah. Like you feel like you're in that martial arts world. Like, like um, Staten Island in the nineties combined with like, feudal china together like <laughs> like kung fu world and it's like wait a minute like this like this actually works and i thought why don't i kind of just do the same with like you know the fight scenes of like anime which is like japanese and then i actually throw in riza stuff in there so that's kind of how i got started with that and of course you know was always listening to just all kinds of hip-hop de la soul tribe called quest guys like that nas um, even though it was much later for him, but um, as but 
going back to that year, like 2009, I was, when I was working on the music stuff, well, actually, um, in the, um, what actually got me started writing my own lyrics and just making my own music in general, it actually is actually kind of stupid because <laughs> in that year, uh, in my sophomore year, there was this one girl that I liked. And, you know, I was kind of like hanging around her and this and that, you know, she was an introvert, I was an introvert. So we easily clicked, obviously, yeah. you know, and sometimes I just hang around her by the computer and, you know, on the computer labs, I don't know what I was really doing, you know, aside from, you know, just like keeping company, even though it really wasn't adding any value to me whatsoever, aside from just like talking, like she'd probably be just looking at like puppies and dogs and stuff like that. And then she puts on this ratchet gangster music and from like 2009, 2008. And I'm like, what is this? And she's just like, Oh, so, you know, um, one of like the most like dominant, like rappers at the time. And I'm just like, you know, I'm more of like a East coast guy. And this is more of like the Southern sort of like pre-trap era. I don't know if I have my history right, but that's the best way I can describe it. Like, pre-trap era and i'm listening to this you know and obviously it's like the same things you know the cash money hoes the you know <laughs> you know rolling that joint you know smacking <laughs> asses that type of thing and i'm yeah. like even though like you know some of the stuff i listened to had a little bit of that in there but that's a whole other discussion we could talk about but um it was just the overall sound like i wasn't liking it and it was just like re re repetitive like there weren't like any interesting like i see in images when it comes to lyrics and there weren't interesting images coming to mind it was like the same stuff and i'm just like this guy is terrible why are you listening to this guy this guy is killing hip-hop like like that's what i told her. i'm like this guy is killing hip-hop he's adding to the stereotype yada yada and i'm telling her you know and it's probably weird coming you know i'm a black dude and she's a she's a young white woman at the time so it's probably like a little bit of a cultural difference and you know obviously i could talk more about that too but um just kind of thinking about it but um she's just like what are you talking about like this guy rocks like you know and i'm like what do you mean like you know and so me getting all up in my ego like me being challenged as like the hip-hop historian that i claim to be in my head i'm like you know what i don't even rap and i never intended to in my life but i bet i can write lyrics 10 times better than this dude so what do i do i go home i start like writing that like you know anything that i can get just rhyming words just to be rhyming them like trying to be clever with the wordplay and yada 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 you know but it was so terrible like starting off obviously like i remember my first like couple bars like i went by the alias uh t nice uh sort of a play off the rapper d nice only i spotted with a y but of course you know what's the saying goes about like you know flattery and you know something like that imitation of flattery i forget how it goes that the saying yeah. but you know what i'm talking about yeah so i kind of do that and just like basic rhymes, I'm T-nice, untouchable and cool as ice. Killer's MC is a sacrifice. And I don't like, don't like this and I don't like the fight, but the stuff that's on the radio, it just ain't nice. You know, stuff like that, just basic rhymes. And I'm like, yeah. obviously starting off, I'm like, nah, I got to get more hardcore. I got to get more serious in this. And that's when I start listening to more like, like Woo Solo albums, Jizz's Liquid Swords. I had that joint going for like a while. Like, you know, him talking about, like, you know, battling, like, 
MCs with like this martial arts sort of like mentality, like, you know, cutting them with blades and this and that. I'm like, that's awesome. And obviously it kind of fuels like, you know, my love for anime and all that. Cause that's pretty much what I'm loving too. And so I start rapping like that and, you know, writing like, you know, I swing swords faster than the wind could blow and shake it. Then release my Zanpak toe. That's a bleach reference. That's, you know, and I had a whole bunch of stuff just like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I can really do this. Yeah. I'm, do, you know, but, if you were to ask me to to rap anything at that time, they'd be like, I'd be like, uh, I can't remember anything I wrote down. So, yeah. yeah. So, it was a really crazy experiment. I in the beginning, I kind of did it just for fun, but once I started writing more lyrics and writing more and more and more, I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. Like, I just got so addicted to it, like what if I just switched the words from this and that? And, you know, what kind of interesting images could I get from this? Originally, I was really, like, punchline heavy on it, you know, just to be, like, really, like, clever, like, in the word plays and, and everything. And, uh, you know, punchline, something like, you know, all these rappers like cheese as we might some in, you know, that kind of wordplay, <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a Method Man one. But, um... I, I always try to, you know, experiment on that end, but um, pretty much to put it short, that's when, that's where I got started. And at the time, um, I also was writing a novel. I actually was, wrote, I wrote one like seven times, but um, by, by the end of my high school career, I wrote three, but I never released them. And they were all sort of also connected to like my uh, film stuff. Like as far as um, I was trying to adapt my own novel into a film that I was going to, or television show I was going to direct myself. Okay. And um, that's still kind of in the works at the moment, but um, overall I was pretty much doing a whole bunch of different things. And, you know, and regarding all that, obviously I was in, you know, we, you know, we talked about anime, but also like, you know, the cinematic universes, Marvel, DC, obviously, you know, who, who doesn't like stuff like that. And so, you know, I started writing about, you know, like this, uh, you know, vigilante with fire powers and this and that, and it's got a little bit of like the samurai influences in there and a little bit of my background. Cause you know, I'm from, um, I was born in Staten Island, you know, same place that Wu was from. And, you know, that sort of area like New York, all the boroughs, um, I visit there a lot. So I kind of wanted to be based in there. And originally it was in Tokyo, the, the story, because anime, of course. But then I'm thinking I don't identify with that. Like, I don't know anything about their culture. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking like I know more about American culture and, you know, that area when I just write from what I know. And it really all just came down to writing from what I know if I wanted to sum up that whole era, like in the big, um, uh, the big lesson I learned in that was just writing from what I know. And I remember um, in my writings, I got criticized, you know, um, especially in like the rap stuff where it's just like, oh, but no one's going to like, who's going to listen to anything like this? Talk, you talk about this nerd stuff and this and that. It's like, you know, you might as well be nerdcore and that not even know that was an even subgenre itself. And I was just like, well, what else do I know? Like, look at me. Like, I'm a black dude who not necessarily grew up in the hood. Actually, I never grew up in the hood. Um, my mother lived in the projects for a little bit. Um, 
my father, well, he lived in like an apartment building with his uh, mother and, you know, he's from Queens, mom's from Harlem. So I never really had to grow up in that rough neighborhood and usually raps, um, it comes from the streets. It comes from like the, 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 the struggle and this yeah. and that. And I couldn't write about that struggle. Like I'm, I was, I was foreign to it, you know, and it's really fascinating because um, later I hear guys like, you know, um, Childish Gambino even talk about, you know, stuff like that, you know, Donald Glover. Um, I look up to that dude as a creative and, you know, it's kind of fascinating to kind of hear that I wasn't the only one. And, you know, he talks about nerd stuff too. And I'm like, oh. And then when I later found that, um, like, like I found him out, I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm not alone in this. And I just found that, uh, you know, really uh, fascinating. But um, as far as the starting point, I know that was long as all hell. As far as the starting point, that's basically where I've been. So at the time I was going into the film world, writing a lot of lyrics for recording, playing around with sampling and all that. And I wrote three novels and never released it because self-esteem issues and, you know, it wasn't good enough, but I put out a lot of stuff, <laughs> basically. So, and you, what's your plan with those three novels? Yeah, so, well, I've kind of like had like a couple ones that I like, you know, failed on in the past, but um, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to... Well, I'm focusing on getting this uh, this uh, music project out because I think, honestly, it's the easiest thing for me to put out as far as like uh, my creative content. And then I'm honestly working on just doing the one novel, like focusing on one right now, getting that out there, like getting all that story stuff all together. I actually released a short film back in 2016 called graves and it was about a supporting character that was in this novel that i haven't released yet and it was basically the short just revolving around her and that same universe you know for a capstone project that i did in my uh senior year of college but um yeah long story short um i'm focusing on getting the music project out and then once i have that out I'm going to focus a little bit more on the writing stuff for the novel and all that. I actually have a, um, a scene written out that I'm uh, getting all together, but I'm kind of taking a break from that. And then, you know, doing my thing with the music right now, that's the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. And, um, so what's, what's this music project about? Yeah. So, um, (laughs) This is my second project. I released my first one in 2014. It's a while back. It's too much of a gap. But um, this uh, project that I'm doing, it's, a, it's kind of a mix of some past stuff that I've recorded but like haven't released or just uh, beats that I found that I've had, you know, that either like friends gave me and stuff that I just started like writing to. And it's basically more to like update my skill as like a lyricist and an MC, if anything. So it's kind of just me sort of showing people what has happened since 2014. And in there, I'm kind of telling a little bit of my stories of like what's been happening and, um, you know, um, trying not to be like, trying not to be a starving artist. Um, battling uh inflammatory joint disease you know trying to heal that you know being infuriated by doctors um 
comparing myself to social media influencers and you know we, we've all done that and um even just like uh artists who are like around my age or a little bit older who are doing better than i have and you know um basically um a lot about battling like insecurities and stuff like that so you'll find a good amount of that content um in this project um, it's about like an eight track project and i'm putting out like a ep kind of deal some of it over some beats that have like already been out there and some that are like original okay and when are you planning to release that i'm actually planning to release this before the year is up um i actually posted on my instagram uh last night um kind of showing like one of the tracks that i released and i think i released that a couple months ago one of the tracks that are going to be on it but um, mm -hmm. i revealed that there are going to be eight tracks on it and that I'm going to release it before the year is up. And I actually kind of talked about, you know, why it's been taking me a while to like, you know, release it and, and everything. And, you know, and I kind of rap a lot about those like struggles of me releasing it um, on that album. So long story short, uh, before the year is up. Awesome. I look forward to that. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, um, so, you, so you grew up in New York, right? And um, you're not, you don't live in New York at the moment, do you? No, I live in I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I actually didn't grow up in New York that much, but um, I keep visiting a lot that I might as well wow. have. In a way, um, I was born in Staten Island in '94. Uh, um, um, I, I lived there till I was about three. Moved in '97 to Virginia. Lived in Virginia for ten years. Um, then moved to Maryland, the Baltimore area. That's where I went to college, and then I'm. Um, and I'm in North Carolina now with my folks at the moment, uh, temporarily. And what, what did you um, do in college? So college um, is funny because I was actually going to major in English so I could get the books out and all that. But um, my mother actually convinced me that, hey, why don't you major in film? Because um, I think she was thinking about some of like the money sides to all that and like, how I could do like video for folks. It's like, uh -huh. why don't you do that since you're, been really interested in that in high school and then you can kind of do like the writing stuff like on your own time and i said that's interesting yeah 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 that, that sounds good so um i figured i'd go ahead and do that and um i pretty much um it's funny um going into there and knowing when i learned about film history and how it all started off um the chair of the department of the film department this dude gave me so much credit, like starting off. It's just like, hey, this guy's already like a film buff and this and that. Like he already knows like everything. And I'm like, nah, I don't do that to me, Chris. Chris, Chris might, might be listening, but, you know, I'm, I'm shouting him out. Shout out to Chris Reed. Um, he's, he's a walking encyclopedia of film. So um, yeah. one of my mentors, him and uh, Dina and GT, learned a lot from those guys. Um, but yeah, long story short, um, film studies is what I was doing. And I made sure when I went into that field that I kind of limited my responsibilities because I knew that I had interests in music and writing and all that. So I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going here to learn how to be a writer director. Now, I had an opportunity to direct something in my junior year of a screenplay that some of my... Um, some of my colleagues in high school thought were pretty cool. And 
I didn't want to do it because I was terrified of the responsibility of directing. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go into college. I'm going to learn how to be a better director because it scares me. So I figured I, you know, it was probably like the best thing that I could do, honestly. And, you know, 2016, when I was uh, working on Graves, even though it was like, you know, an amateur project, did what I could, wrote, directed. But of course, since it's an indie film, I had to do a whole bunch of other roles, um, you know, wrapped on the outro track and all that. I gave it to my mentor. My mentor, Dina, looked at it and she was just like, you know what? I truly believe that you have the makings of a good director. And honestly, I felt like I needed to hear that, you know, just to kind of get that validation. And she doesn't just say that to say that, like she knows her stuff, like being in her class, like she breaks down stuff, like she looks for good story and everything. So that was, uh, that really helped. And, you know, and then obviously in college, um, I was still doing the music stuff on the side, you know, um, because, you know, I felt so drawn to it. Funny enough, and this is an interesting story, and it's really crazy how God or the universe works, whatever you look at. Um, I get there um, for student orientation for, like, uh, film guys, everybody else, all the other freshmen. And I run into this classy little-looking fellow named Theo Booker, and he's from Virginia, uh, just like I am. I'm living in Virginia at the time he is. I'm in the Roanoke Troutville area. He's in a Petersburg, Richmond area. So I meet him, you know, black dude, you know, around my age and all that. And so we're talking about movies a good amount, you know, and, you know, cartoons, you know, DC, Marvel, stuff like that. And that's kind of like how we uh, click together. And then I tell him I'm into hip hop and that, you know, I do like a little write, writing myself and write, rapping by myself. So this guy stops me. He looks at me and he says, wait, you actually rap yourself? He's like, yeah. And he's like, spit me something. Like, spit me <laughs> something right now. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, he's testing me. And so I'm like, okay, I go. And, you know, I only, like, remember, like, a couple, like, the bars, like, that I spit him. Um, Give us something. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah d- definitely. So, um, skeleton feet. Walking on the steps of mankind, ventilized, locked in a coffin with several pairs of knives, many ways to die. I pray to God that when I lie, it will lay on the shoulder of my beautiful wife. And that's pretty much the four bars I remember, like off the top. But, um, I, 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 but I spit like the whole verse to him. Yeah. And um, I did that. And he was just like, that was pretty good. And then he starts spitting me some of his own stuff. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me? you're a young black man from Virginia, like me, you major in film and you rap too. And you live in my dorm. It's all well. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, and you, and you best bet like that relationship lasted long. He's actually my best friend from college and nice. we still talk and we're still connected and, you know, we still trying to help each other out. But, um, and we performed together. And in fact, we actually got some like, um, not the flex, but uh, um, local celebrity sort of status when we, whenever we rapped on college. You know, a good amount of the folks know that we rapped. Like, you know, be around. It's like, hey, I saw you perform that one time. I saw you perform. You know, even when we went to the film department, even our professors be like, yeah, so I heard you guys like uh, are doing like the rap thing too. And I'm like, yeah, 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 de- definitely. And so... You know, um, it's interesting because, you know, 
um, I later read this book by Peter Drucker, you know, managing oneself. Mm. And, you know, he talks about the importance of feedback analysis from like, you know, strangers. And it's interesting because I hear folks always saying like, you know, study just like one thing and, you know, just, just, just do that one thing. And there definitely is some like truth to that as far as like practicality in it. But it's interesting when I'm getting feedback analysis and two or like three things that are kind of connected in a way, you know, to, to be told that, you know, I write interesting stories and what I write is like really good. And that, you know, as like a rapper, I'm probably like one of the most lyrical guys like out there, you know, and the film stuff, I've probably been compared like, you know, a little bit to like, you know, I think I've heard Scorsese, obviously like anime stuff. Um, uh, Hitchcock, I've heard Tarantino definitely. And then for like my rapping stuff, I've heard Reza, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick's an interesting one, Eminem and Tech Nine recently. And I wouldn't be surprised if anybody mentioned Logic now because I've been listening to a, like, a lot of Logic. And funny enough, um, he's actually doing what I'm trying to do. Like funny enough, because he's, he's got the rapping thing, he's got the film stuff and okay. he's working on his second novel right now. So <laughs> yeah, and in fact, um, that's an interesting segue because 2014, I get introduced to him in my junior year and I hear about this dude and how he's influenced by film and this and that and woo like I am, young guy just like me. At a, um, and I really got jealous of him, like, like low key, like folks would be like, Hey, let's l- l- listen to this. And you know, he's going over like the nineties boom bap stuff. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I was like, hey, I'm not really feeling it. I was feeling it. <laughs> I was really, I was feeling it. Like yeah. I was feeling it. And part of that was me. Like, you know, he's out there like doing it big, like, you know, doing this and that, and, you know, I, I, I like to be where he is compare myself to others self-destructive and like i'm stuck in college i don't even have like a straight way of where i want to go i got the film stuff the music like it's like obviously like at the end of the day i gotta you know i i I did i did the same thing with um with acting so do you know uh, john boyega yes i do know john boyega yeah so um, so we went to the same acting school right um which is identity in london and and it would be the case where I'll be at home while I'm doing my thing. And then I see John Boyega on a, on a, on like a trailer in Hollywood and people would be like, Oh, look at John. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of him. And I'll see people uh... jealous because I'm there sitting on my sofa whilst I'm watching the guy in my head at the time I wanted to be, you know, but, um, that was, but obviously we know better now than to be jealous. Um, somebody said to me in one of the episodes on this podcast, he said, um, he was once on a boat with somebody and uh, it, was a, it was a family friend and this family friend was doing very, very well and successful in life. And um, he owned a few boats and the guy was on the boat with him and he goes, oh man, I'm so jealous of you. I'd love to be like you. He goes, instead of being jealous of me, why don't you come and stand next to me? And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. right. That's amazing. I was like, it's yeah. so true. Like, because when you're jealous of somebody, you always set that space between you and that person, you know, and that's mm-hmm. you that's creating that space. But all you have to do is just go and stand next to them and learn from them and achieve the same type of success. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, um, that's a crazy story. It's really, um, fascinating. Cause, um, I don't want to flat, um, want to fast forward a little bit to 2017, like last year. So, um, 
I'm out there. I'm in Baltimore. I'm, li- I'm li- living on my own now. Um, scrambling for money. Um, trying to get my uh, social media marketing business off the ground because I figured, you know, that's the most practical way for me to attack my art like head on. Um, Is that why you did it? Is that why you went into it so you can help finance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, finance that. Um, um, you know, finance my health. You know, find a way to like you know afford like better food, better supplements, so I can you know, uh, reverse my joint disease and all that. But, um, it's interesting cause, um, one of the days I went down prospecting to the Harbor, I found out that logic was performing and I went down there. I had basically like no money. I think I really only had like $15 and I was like for food. And I went down there and I'm like, you know what? I don't even have money for a ticket, but I'm just going to hang around and meet people. So that's what I do. I hang around, I meet people. Um, I meet one dude. Um, he seemed like he was kind of peeking behind the tour buses or something. Like he looked like he was like you know trying to find like some way to get on or something. I'm thinking like, oh okay, okay. I, I, I admire this dude. This dude's hustle. So I go to him and I'm like, so uh, are, are you are you trying to catch him before the show? And he's like, nah. Actually, there's a there's there's a guy who works for him that you know I'm trying to like. He said he'd hook me and my my friend up with some tickets. I'm like, oh that's cool. And so, you know, we end up like talking like a little bit and I think we get on like the subject and he tells me like, oh yeah, like, you know, I, 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 do, I do some rapping too. Okay. And so he raps, actually he, he doesn't know that I rap, but he went ahead and he spit me his verse and I'm like, okay, okay. And his friend comes along too and I'm like, all right, I'm listening, I'm listening, nodding my, my head. He gets done with his verse and I'm like... Triangulate through energies that's all up in my arsenal. What's biological is not an obstacle. I'm fizzing up all of the particles. I'm taking my molecules. They're integrating with logical. What I'm doing is unstoppable. Unless you get in the mainframe right in my brain, you find it very probable. My quest for these line breaks. Jealousy in my mind state. Provoking the demons and minds to cross the mind gate. You call it a grind. I call it a sign. I waste my time stepping out of the darkness. Quarantining for the garbage. And effective don't darsen. I spark this from the coast seal in my whole deals that I mold still. Hold still. Hold skill. Manifest. Roll kill. So real. What's actual. What's factual. What's understood. Claiming science under the hood. But the signs under the foot. I got the proof in the bend of the body and mind of the soul that one hole you'll be running the start of the gun show for the mile away can cut you when it ruptures what i must do i'm gonna bust through you were done fool i don't even gotta punch you nonetheless even touch you this dude looks at me like what <laughs> dude you it. can't be busting like cr- what like i just do that like casually and i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like dude and so we're all talking you know we connect and like i think like, like his friend goes somewhere and then like we're, we're talking he's just like hey do you want to come meet Logic's dad? And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I go over there and yeah. And you know, he, you know, he lives down in Gaithersburg, not too far from far from Baltimore where the venue was. And there he is like him and his stepmom. And I'm like, so I'm chilling with these guys. I think they were talking with his dad or someone. So I introduced myself and I'm like, I tell him, I'm like, man, it's such an honor. And I tell him, man, you, must be like really proud of your son and what he's doing like the message he's just spreading you know peace love positivity and all this you know i told him like how he was like an inspiration to me and all this but um we end up like um uh connecting i actually um i had his dad hear one of my verses and he was saying that was really good like you know just like he just like keep at it and just to kind of to hear that um to hear that coming from an artist that I admire is like even like even though it's like a relative like I felt like I was really getting closer to where I wanted to be in life just by hearing that they get mm. that feedback and now because like 
he knows his son is freaking talented. Like, like he knows talent, obviously. But when he heard my stuff, and he's just like, yeah, like you definitely got something there. Like even like his, even like his, uh, his fiance agreed, you know, and it was, uh, it was just wonderful. Like, like I felt like I really needed that to happen, even though like I had no money coming down there. I'm thinking like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. And I think like earlier I was trying to, I was pitching this other like business owner who did like videography and, you know, you know, she kind of looked down on me in a way, you know, granted, like I'm not the, I wasn't the best at sales then, but you know, I wasn't feeling that good about myself, That's, and then, yeah. and, you know, and then I, uh, then that happened. And then I stayed a little bit and, um, you know, his, his, and uh, Big Limbo, one of his, uh, one of Logic's buddies, he walks by. Um, I wanted to say something, but I got starstruck. And his producer, Six, who makes his beats, he walked by too. I wanted to, I got starstruck for both of them. So I regret it, but, you know, that's ah, whatever. But um, I stayed a little bit for the concert and it was kind of really cool. But um, that, um, it really seemed like a pivotal point And, you know, just as far as like telling myself that, you know, I don't know the story. Like we always have these stories that we tell ourselves about, you know, how we don't deserve success and how we're not getting any closer to success at all. But then when something like that happens, like you never know. And it kind of pushes you towards that positive end of the spectrum that, you know what, maybe I really do have it. Maybe I really am destined for great things. Maybe I really am destined to meet good people, you know? And so, yeah, that, it's basically what I got out of that. And I'm still in contact with his, uh, with his father and stepmom. Like, uh, right now I'm actually, you know, I'm always trying to find ways for me to, you know, help out, you know, give value any way I can. Cause you know, um, just by like nice words to me, like at that moment that were really like uplifting at a point where I was down, like that stuck with me. So, you know, if I can find any way to give back, you know, I want to, I want to do that as well, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially like in the entrepreneurial journey where you're spending years and years and years not getting anywhere, you do beat yourself up. You do think to yourself, am I actually good at this? Am I worthy of being here? Should I quit? Should I do this? And then some words of encouragement to be like, you know what? Just because the money's not coming in, doesn't mean that you're bad at what you do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, and also, if you didn't approach those guys originally by the bus, you wouldn't have had a conversation with the dad. You know, so that so that just goes to show that sometimes, if you see an opportunity, you may not know logically what what it's about, but if you trust in your gut that you should go and do it, it can always pay off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was um, it's fascinating because I was um, I think last year I was talking to my man uh, Jabril Salam um. You know, a little plug-in right, 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 right there, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'm Andrew Brill. Um, but uh, he was, um, I was, I was speaking with him, and I told him that whole thing. He's like, it's really crazy, like, you know, what happens if you're just genuinely, like, nice to people and, you know, are interested in people. Like, you know, stuff like that, opportunities like that can happen. And, you know, I made sure I, I kept that in my mind, you know. Um, I basically, like, I think the year before 2016, I read a, uh, Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people like the Bible. I basically quoted it like the Bible. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I've, I've been using it like all over the, all over the place. Yeah. You know, and it's seems to be working. And, um, 
Yeah, so I went ahead and I put that to work and it happened. So yeah, um and how's the how's the agency coming along? Now, I've had some I've I've had a good amount of ups and downs, but you know, entrepreneur stuff who doesn't. Yeah. Um started last year um I was really trying to figure out, well, let me well, let me kind of back up if you don't mind. Um so Reason why I got in, because you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to find some way in which I have like income, you know, coming in and by a uh, location neutral position, if anything, a location neutral position that I actually um, might actually like. And the fact that I got to help businesses get paid, and they'd pay me by helping them get paid. You know, I make money by helping other people make money, and and I know you used to do network marketing. I used to do network marketing too. I think this was the best thing since like network marketing or like the better thing that's like, like the better option because yeah. businesses are looking for uh, customers and all that. And so I was struggling a bit because, you know, I didn't know what offers um, I wanted. I didn't know the best way to articulate, um, you know, what I was really doing. I think people were looking more as far as like, you know, me getting them likes and follows and all that. And I think even like when I crafted like my first like packages, like I, I acted like I was sold on them, but I really wasn't. And so when I really like f- took the time to figure out like the Legion strategy and how it all came together, um, it actually uh, ended up um, working. And also I was in a niche that um, um, I was focusing on local businesses and I was in a niche that wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't abundant in my area, you mm. know, granted, like, um, there were like people that did like film and music and all that in like Baltimore, but it seemed like it was mostly geared towards, um, just like the art of it rather than like people actually trying to get money. So I'm thinking like, oh, I could sort of like recording studios and like videographers and, you know, and this and that. And, you know, um, not too many of them were seeing the pain of, you know, getting customers or even like didn't have the budget, you know, and I ran into a lot of that. So I just thought, why don't I just do like the next thing that I'm actually interested in? And that's, um, you know, uh, fitness. Um, I've been studying fitness for a while. I've done martial arts for, uh, four years. And on top of that, you know, I'm, um, I'm really learning a lot about health too. And what food does to the body and everything. So let me help businesses that, you know, are trying to help people, um, you know, solve their health problems or, you know, help them get fit. And as soon as you walk into a gym, they're already trying to sign you up, like right off the jump, like, you know, so I'm figuring, okay, so why don't I do that? And it's been a, I still don't have like a monthly retainer, like at the moment regarding that, since I'm just now like, you know, starting to get help with it like uh, this year, but I will say I did profit from my services back in May in which I sold uh it's like a a relative of a of a friend of uh my brother's and I sold him a YouTube audit cuz he wanted to grow um his YouTube so I basically just wrote out a whole strategy on how he could grow his YouTube and how he could use viral videos and what viral videos have, what his channel looked like versus someone like Ty Lopez, Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, 
this goes on and on. I threw Amanda Bucci in there. I said, like, look, 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 at, look at her YouTube and look at your YouTube. Like, do what she's doing. Do what they're doing. Do what they're doing. This is what they're doing. I sold it for, like, two fifty, And he's like, all right, bet. So, and then I put that towards getting a health consultation for myself so I can understand how the heck am I dealing with this arthritis thing and why am I limping, like, on random days and struggling walking. So... And I want to do this without regular antibiotics. So, you know, the agency was not only to help me fund my craft with my film and like music art, but, you know, also to help me um, get healthier. So um, that's mostly what I've been focusing on uh, this year, like client outreach and also um, hitting up guys who've also been in the niche that I'm in and who have experience and allowing me to uh, leverage some of their success as well. And, you know, I still being a partnership because I think the hardest thing I had to realize is that, okay, even though I can't do the film and music thing now, the most practical thing is do the fitness thing. But also on top of that, don't go into this alone. I think that was like the biggest thing that I learned. Don't go into this alone. Um, get some help. And yeah. I reached out and I got some help. And uh, uh, thankfully, I found my man, uh, Tyler. My man Tyler Yeager, he's over here in uh, Raleigh as well, and he's also in that same group that like uh, we were in with uh, social media marketing, and found out like some of like the results like he got, and he's letting me um you know kind of leverage some of that with like the selling point with uh, me and working on Facebook ads, funnels, and all that to get um to get more customers for like those gyms and all that, so I can help heal myself and move towards my art, and you know move out of this place. I mean, it's a nice place, you know, my parents' place, but you know, come on, I'm an, I'm, yeah. I'm an independent person, you know, and I kind of need my own space and, you know, so, and it just seems like the more practical way to do it. And I have a, I have money I'm trying to hit because I budgeted like how much what I need to, um, to live, but also like how much do I want to allocate towards film? How much do I want to allocate towards music? How much do I want to allocate towards marketing for either, you know, both of them kind of complement each other. Yeah. And, you know, towards health and diet and all that. And so I, I guess you could say like, this is like the one thing that I could do that could practically knock down all the other dominoes. So that's why I'm kind of, that's pretty much where I am today right now. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. And um, so before we finish up, if you talk to us, what your, what's your vision? Where, so when you look out into the future, what's your plan? What, what type of impact do you want to have? And, and what do you see happening for yourself? Uh, this is funny because um, I I was listening to um, the episode with uh, Zachary not too long ago, and I remember you came for you. You had a similar question. I'm thinking like, oh man, he's gonna ask me that too. I need to, <laughs> and I need, and I went back. I reviewed. I went through Ty Lopez's 67 Steps a couple times, and I remember there was one on like the funeral test on what you wanted to be remembered for. And I had to go back and uh, review it. Like, what did I write down again? So basically, um, I'm going to try to paraphrase. I want people, like, if I die, I'd like folks to kind of look at it as if he was not around, not only would we have so much beautiful art, but we would not know that we have the choice to design a healthy, wealthy lifestyle for ourselves is that's basically i want to lead by example if anything you know i see like you know a lot of artists talking about how they gotta like star for the art and this and that 
and you know how they got to rely on like you know patreon like no diss to patreon and all that but even like that are like crowdfunding and all that just to get their art like off the ground and then there's people like me that's just like why don't i just go out and learn how like learn money like learn how to sell like learn the science of giving value to other people and then like reciprocating that back and learn like you know how to build relationships and then you know investing in myself so i can do those things so i'm kind of i'm kind of going like a non like traditional sense when it comes to like you know funding my art you know in a way i sort of look at like my body as art in a way like i'm no bodybuilder or anything but i've been kind of like you know i've been in the fitness thing for like a while and i know my hip is just like grinding up and you know stuff's just getting tight and i'm like okay so i need to correct this like yeah. this is an error so i guess i kind of want to lead by example if like you know if i can um learn how to make money invest in myself health wise and then invest in what i want to do career wise i can basically be that um that example that folks can look to that you know we have choices out here like there isn't one way to do this like there's several ways you can do this and on top of that we'll have some uh good art that everyone can enjoy and be empowered by so that's uh that's basically it um that's beautiful <laughs> man that's that's really cool um yeah. well dude well thank you very much for coming on to the power show and sharing your story now for the listeners who want to follow your journey here or not here on out and they want to follow the journey of your music or your art, uh, maybe film as well, maybe the novels, where is the best place that they can follow you? Yes, um, you can find me at uh, Vec the Artist on Instagram. Um, I'm like that on Twitter. I'm not as active on Twitter. I should be. But um, you can find me at Vec the Artist. That's V-E-K the Artist. And yeah, and Vec, if you don't mind, um, I kind of want to explain a little bit what that means. Vec, um, Void of endless knowledge. It's something I adapted from my uh, martial arts karate school and the fact that there's always something new to learn and something new to apply. And, you know, you know, learning is a journey. And I've embodied that in myself because I'm always learning to improve and learning to, you know, give as much value as I can to anybody. So, yeah, Vec the Artist at Instagram. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Right. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much, Barry.